This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to BJ in Auburn. Hey, BJ. Hey, good morning, John. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. Yeah, I'm just getting ready to maybe watch... uh... Uh, Oklahoma and and Texas. I'm I'm kind of curious how Sarkeesian will do against Oklahoma. I think he's got a tough tough yeah. task uh, task ahead of him. You know, no doubt. And then uh, the other game, Mark uh, Mankey touched on it was the Arkansas Mississippi State game. That mm-hmm. should be a pretty good one. Yeah, because I mean Arkansas got buried last week, but uh, you know they were undefeated before that, and that coach looks great. Oh, I I know, and I saw kind of a, a special on that Arkansas coach. That's the only thing he, that was his dream job was to get to back, back to Arkansas and coach that team. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a good story. I think Sarkeesian though made a huge mistake in even Washington. I, I, he, it was the perfect fit for him. Yeah, but know? remember it wasn't uh, because he wanted something else. It was because he had problems off the field. Yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. And, and I was also curious why uh, Carol didn't reach out to him for the OC job. Oh, I, think he, I think he did. You know, you think he did? I oh, think he did, yeah. Okay. And then I was curious, you know, I, I had a flash of insight, John, about a great, great Super Bowl. It would be the birds, the, the Cardinals against the Ravens. Two of the most exciting quarterbacks in football. Uh-huh. Two of the most mobile quarterbacks. I th- I think oh, everybody would love that Super Bowl. I mean, there are some teams you can't rule out in the AFC, like Buffalo and e- even Kansas City. You know? Right, right. And in the NFC, of course, you got Green Bay and the Rams. I mean, it, anything could come down and. And nobody will have more insight probably until December, you know, and what it's yeah. shaping up to look like, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at last year, I think what the Cardinals started off 6-2 and two and then faded, so you worry that they might fade. But I don't look at this team right now as a team that's going to fade. No, no, and they boosted up the uh, defense, yeah. you know. It, it's just like uh, – like Dallas, you've gotten Parsons and that other other guy in their defense in, in their defense, and mm-hmm. they look like they could be a, de- a contender too. But a curious fact occurred to me, and that was that Sean McVay is what the coach of uh, the Rams, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year when Goff was the uh, quarterback, they run a ton of play action passes. They were. Uh, even when they were more fun to watch than this year, they were like second last year in play action passes. Mm-hmm. And then this year, since they've got uh, they got Matt, Matthew Stafford, yeah. Thank you, thank you, John. They they're second to the bottom in play action passes, but I, but I'm sure Sean McVay will start changing it up a little bit. Yeah, but that's a stat thing more than it more than it is a success thing. I mean what, they're they're four and one. I mean Stafford's better than Goff. I mean yeah. you go back we I mean, go back to Minnesota if you want to look at a team that's made a change. I mean they got away from play action passes. 
Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, I, it's, and, just, it's just one of those you know, scheme changes that happens, trends and things like that. And as much as you love the play-action pass and all that stuff, sometimes it's just better to throw in the middle of the field. And right now, I mean, both car, you, know, you saw it against Seattle for two weeks. Actually, you've seen it for the whole season. Just throw yeah. in the middle of the field and you get completions. Yeah. Now, one of your previous callers was asking about the Seahawks draft in the top 10, top 15, you said. But, no. but don't they owe the first-round pick? Yeah, they don't, uh, have a, they don't have a first-round pick. Yeah, that's, yeah all, all that draft capital. What, what was Snyder and Carroll thinking? But, I mean, they're, they're picking up a three-time <laughs> Pro Bowl safety who looked like he's going to be great, and right now he's struggling. I go, you know, or defensive end, you know, that can make an impact. But uh, safeties and corners, to my knowledge, can't really get in and get pressures on quarterbacks like a, like a defensive lineman can. Uh-huh. And for this team, the Seahawks, to move on, <laughs> They need at least two, three uh, defensive linemen, and they need at least. Well, they've two added. They added. They added. Uh, I mean, they added Kerry uh, Hyder this off season. You know, Daryl Ta- uh, Daryl Taylor looks good. I mean, they've got a number of defensive linemen. Where, where are you going to put if you if you bring in two to three defensive linemen, uh, defensive ends? Where are you going to play them? Who's going? Well. Who goes? Tell me who gets yeah, cut. but you, you got to have impact players at those positions, and we don't. Yeah. We're 32nd in the NFL, and we're only, believe it or not, only 19th in offense, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. We, we got the skilled players and everything, and I'm also upset that they're not running the ball more. Uh-huh, agreed. I, I think I think it was in the Titans game they only ran for 60 yards. That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. And uh, they need to get back to a more run-oriented uh, uh, offense, and then that way you can have play action, you have more success throwing the ball. You know, I think it should be at least 50 55% running the ball. Well, I mean, you, you go back a week ago, what? I mean, they ran the ball uh, 52% of the time. Well, that was that was an improvement. That yeah. was an improvement, you know. But you know, with all all our cap on on what three players and yeah. everything, it's going to be tough to get any uh, good free agents in here next year. Too. Uh, we'll see. It's like it's. Uh, it's I, a- I think Snyder and Carroll both need to be. I wish local media would would call a little bit on them and. I think the portal and service need to be called on uh, what they haven't and haven't been doing oh, uh, with on. the Mariners too. BJ, come on, be serious. No, Let's, everybody, gets come on, BJ, BJ, wake up! I mean, the, the the Mariners won 90 games. Seahawks were 12 wins last year, and you want to get rid of all everybody in town? I don't want to get rid of them all. I just want the media to let them know that they're watching them and everything. Well, everybody, I mean, the media lets them know. Hey, BJ, I, 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 BJ, 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 enough. BJ, enough. I've got to go. 
BJ, BJ, I've got to go. Okay, let's. God, this gets too crazy at times. Let's go to Glenn in Bothell. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Professor. Uh, yeah, I was after watching how comfortable Gino was back there last week uh, or the other night. I was curious. I, I you probably mentioned it, but I was yeah. just curious. What is the age average? I know you always talk about the average age of the offensive line and mm-hmm. I was wondering he looked everything looked like it was going when he got back there and I was I don't know that just came to mind I was yeah my my, my, what, my what I, I call it the, it's a theory of 150 and the theory of 150 is if you have five starting offensive linemen whose age total 150 you're going to have a major decline and you're going to have to rebuild the offensive line in a and it's going to take a couple years and so they don't they don't have that you know, because obviously they have a second year player at left guard. I mean Brandon Shell's under 30 years old, and uh, you know even Gabe Jackson's under 30 years old. You know obviously Kyle Fuller's young, so that's not their problem. Uh, but that's it's the theory of 150. Oh okay, well yeah no, it, and I was thinking, gosh, I didn't know the age. Or of some of our players, but they really looked good once mm-hmm. he got out there and started going. Like, like the other night after watching the Pats game, it was like it was almost like Tampa Bay was putting on some green jerseys and marching yeah, yeah. down the field. So, yeah, it looked really good. One more quick question: sure. What do you think uh, the chances Seattle, like if Nandamik and Sue is done after this year because they can't pay him or whatever? What do you think the chances are we get somebody? like that at Seattle for a, you know, he likes obviously a disruptor and yeah. anytime he goes somewhere like it elevates somebody on the line to MVP you know, mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah. so I was wondering if we got somebody, you know big name like that in there on the line uh, it's, you know, like they're not they're, they're not big in going out and getting big names in free agency, but they obviously have to do something, so we'll see all right, thanks, Professor. All right, thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. It's the John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle and seven ten Sports dot com. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Bright in Lakewood. Hey, Bright. Hey, good morning, Professor. How good you morning. doing? Good. How are you? Doing really well, thank you. Hey, I was hoping we could just take a minute to talk about D. Eskridge. Um, I yeah. feel like he's a tremendous talent, has, you know, 4-3 speed, great hands, you know, can high point the ball, you know, all these great expectations coming into the season, and then that, that concussion, concussion he sustained and just mm-hmm. the severity of it, and now being on the IR, just wondering about your uh, concern for him. Well, you have to have concern because, again, it's like uh, concussions are tough. I mean, now he's lingered it. Uh, not, I mean, he hasn't lingered it, but the injury has lingered with him to a point where he's going to miss, what, four, five, six weeks. And so he's going to be on the injured reserve list for another th- uh, two more weeks. So, yeah, it's very concerning. Yeah, it just seems like it could be a, a case of someone's career, you know, coming to an end before no, it ever really not, I, I, I wouldn't, That's You can't rush things. I mean, he's young. But, oh, yeah. I just but, mean if he were to sustain another one. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, no, 100%. I agree. Yeah, and I just think it would be a, an awful thing for such a young kid who has yeah. so much potential and could really add to that receiving core. You know, when you, when you look at what Metcalf and Lockett are already doing, you just have that third weapon. 
mm-hmm. um, especially when Wilson's back healthy again and just seeing what that offense could really do if they have the, all three guys working at the same time. Oh, no, no question about it. But, uh, yeah, they definitely need him. And, I mean, he, he is talented. He's fast. You know, you like how he fits into the offense. And so, but, uh, you know, right now it's like you can't do anything until he starts, you know, getting through concussion protocol. Exactly. Yeah, and what do you what do you see his potential being? You know, if he comes back healthy and doesn't sustain, sustain another serious injury, what what could he really bring to the Seahawks? Maybe four or five catches a, a game. I think that's possible. You know, it'd be a high average because he's you know so quick and go downfield. Now again, I mean, you taper that that number you know because right now you don't know when Russell Wilson's going to be back because you know, that could be right. you waiting till November and the, obviously the odds of getting uh, him back uh, Estridge before. Uh, Russell right now looks good, but again, when you go to a backup quarterback, and I know Geno played great, he played fantastic, but a drop off when you go to a backup quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, any chance Philip Dorsett is a DS Gridge type of player, and could he add something to the to the offense? Mm, he can add something, but he's I think right now uh, Estridge right now offers more than Phillips. I know again, when when they signed Philip Dorsett, I mean, you know, he came in and unfortunately he was injured, didn't play at all last year. He's a talent and uh but also you have to look at the fact that I mean here he was uh and he had to, you know he's now on he's a he's become a practice squad type of guy that's now on the active roster. But uh you know it's it's you you gotta kinda wonder I mean uh, there's something a little bit missing right now. He's, yeah, bounced, no, he's, bounced, he's bounced around to a couple teams. Yeah, yeah, I think the injury was, was huge. You know, he's another one who has a lot of talent. You know, mm-hmm. similar size and speed to D.S. Ridge, um, someone who could really add yeah. to the, the receiving core, but he has to stay healthy in order to, to make an impact. No no question about it. Yeah. Professor, th- uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Have a great weekend. Okay, thank you. 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN. ESPN. Let's go to George Ann in Bellevue. Hey, George Ann. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm sorry about your allergy problems. That's oh. a bummer. I mean, you, have you had these? Oh, yes. I have had allergies. Oh. Terrible. Yeah. No, I, I, and again, I've gone through my entire life, and this is the first year I've had to deal with it, and it has knocked me down big time. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Anyway, I wanted to ask your opinion on that. Um, Tyler falling down once Gino got in and then the interception happened. Didn't you feel that that was pass interference on Tyler? He got uh, uh, To a degree, yeah. It wasn't a major one, but it's one where there was contact and, you know, I think there should have been a flag. I mean, you know, there's too many flags in this league right now, but uh, I think that's one where, you know, they should have looked at that a little closer and called, a, called something. So you can't throw the red flag anymore for pass interference to be relooked at. Not to, not for a replay, no. Oh, you can't do that anymore. Hmm. No, well, thank God. Right. I mean, thank God because you know that was that was the rule that they put in a couple of years ago that was a complete disaster. You know because uh, you know it ended up costing the Saints a chance to go to the Super Bowl because it happened in an NFC title game against the Rams. And so it's like uh, you know you know again every year the NFL puts in a stupid rule. And that was a stupid rule that they put in, you know, to review pass interference. Come on. And then, yeah, yeah, then to come back and uh, like this year, add the taunting rule and make the taunting rule 15 yards for like a minimal, you know, minimal thing said or a minimal action. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, that one really is crazy. All right. And then what is your honest opinion about Gino in these upcoming games? 
I think it's going to be tough. I mean, again, it's like uh, he's a backup quarterback. Uh, he had been a starter. I mean, he looked great the other night, but can he sustain that? And I really wonder about that. Yeah, me too. All right, John, thank you. Hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Patrick in Kent. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how's it going, John? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, First of all, two things briefly. Let's give the Mariners a round of applause for a great season, and I'm excited for the Kraken hockey season to start as well. So so you're not like BJ and wants to get rid of... uh... No, I'm not. God. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, let's get rid of everybody in town. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, I want to start off with the Seahawks here. Yeah. I've been reading, I found an article from Richard Sherman three years ago saying the Seahawks have lost his way and Pete Carroll's message has gotten stale. And, you know, I feel he's right because we're seeing that on the field right now. And it's really a disappointment. Well, I mean, if the message got stale, what happened last year? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's but it's, but it's a bad a, start. A, it's a bad start to the season. Okay. And, you know, uh, now they don't have Russell Wilson. Maybe it's going to be a bad season. Those things happen. I mean, you. Yeah. So it's like. And so you're going to give up on the coach has been to the playoffs just every almost all but one year. You're going to you know say it's he's lost his way. I mean, Richard Sermon was bitter. Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, because, you know, he was upset as, as, as he should have been. I mean, he had an Achilles injury, and they ended up cutting him, you know, while he was recovering from the Achilles injury, and he was upset about a whole bunch of stuff. But also, I mean, you know, he had been fighting with uh, the front office for the longest time, and so it's like, uh, so just because he said that three years ago doesn't mean it's true, and obviously it wasn't true. I mean, he says that three years ago, and they've been to two playoffs since. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, John. Okay, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jason in Puyallup. Hey, Jason. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. John, I have two quick questions. One, you're a database guy. I'm a finance major guy. And with uniqueness of some of the contracts that the Seahawks did this year, Dunlap, I believe Carson Mm -hmm. with the third year. Where are the Seahawks with the cap? As as of right now, they're a little under $11 million uh, with the cap. Next year, I think they're they're, 55 to 60 million under. But again, we we, we say that's awesome. Yeah, we say that, but we don't know what the cap's going to be. That's right. And because in years past, I know with uh, Cam Chancellor mm-hmm. and Baldwin, they took a big hit that particular year, if I recall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it just kind of worries me that dead money, and as everyone should know, because you've had some funny callers today. Oh, I, I, I did know. Some workout this morning, and people that just wants to blow up everything. The Mariners, they one night, because like, come on, people, number one farm system. They've got a lot of money to spend. They won ninety games. And, and my other. 90 games, John. I know. What a ride we were on this last month. Yeah, it's like, what What are we talking about here? I mean, it's like, everybody wants to fire somebody. 
it's like, uh, you know, why? It's like it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if something's well, deserved... you'll really like my next question, John. Yeah. Because I have a buddy that we're on a group text. He's down in Bend, and he just sucks and listens to everything Colin Cowherd said. Oh, and God. And he went on a rant yesterday for an hour about our division, about the offensive coaches in our division, the you know, that, that Carroll's in his 70s, is old, and his vision and everything. And I know for a fact this summer... Because we don't have a first-round pick, huh. primarily, the Russell Wilson trade drama is going to start all over again. Yeah, and again, understand that Colin Coward's tied to Russell Wilson's agent, and Russell Wilson's agent's always promoting something as far as a trade, some some different thing, because that's just his nature, because he wants Russell in the news, and he doesn't care if it's negative or whatever. And it's like, you got to understand, Colin Coward does this all the time. And so, all in my opinion, as much as I love working with him, he's lost all my respect. I mean, yeah, would you, would you agree? And, and, he's, and, he, and, he, and he spent a whole segment, almost an hour... Just beaten up on Seattle and some of the decisions and the draft pick and Penny and LJ Collier and a lot of my friends who, you know, throughout the country and stuff hear it, listen to it. I have to hear it. And, and it just it just blows me away that we have an amazing quarterback. Right. Everything we've done, 12 wins last year. Uh-huh. Any quarterback that gets injured, John, it, any top line, the, the team's going to take a hit. Right. They're not going to be as good. I mean, right now you look at the you team. Know, it's not. You, know, you look at the team. Would you agree? <laughs> you look at the team right now, and unless they can bounce back in the next three games and win three, they're not going to the playoffs. Agree. I mean, we have to win probably realistically two of the three. We got to get to that bye, and then Superman quarterback Mr. Healer, if he can get back quick enough, mm-hmm. maybe just maybe you know we can slip in that 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 seven. Right. Do something miraculous in the playoffs, but yeah. everyone just needs to be patient and, and just understand injuries happen. But injuries happen with your starting star quarterback. You're going to take a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, and, and we then, have to be thankful he hasn't missed a game in ten years. I know, 149 consecutive games. I mean, what are they talking about? But yeah, it just drives me crazy when I have someone text me, "Hey, New Orleans." Uh, Sierra would love it down there. The entertainment and everything. Ah, oh, just drives me nuts. And yeah, but again, New Orleans is New Orleans. New Orleans is playing here. Yeah, they're not, they're not. Cool. What they're saying is is future destinations trade for yeah. the package deal of Russell and Sierra. Oh, jeez. New Orleans offensive-minded uh, do, do you realize that conversations do you realize how sick of this I am do you realize how sick of, sick of this on the ridiculous side I am it's like uh, you know you're gonna you, it's like okay so now what you just said is that if you lose your starting quarterback who's good you're gonna be a drop-off now what happens if you trade him right yeah same yeah, thing it's almost you're pushing the restart button and these quarterbacks like I've mentioned you say it's, it's, it's a flip of a coin. 50% of them don't work out in the draft. Right. Right. And we've got a quarterback under contract who's spectacular, mm-hmm. that's breaking all of these records, breaking Peyton Manning's records, that never gets hurt. And so it's just remarkable how people just, you know, go off uh, 
just negative energy and they listen to too much of this garbage. And yeah. some of your callers, when I'm listening, I, I get a great chuckle out of it, including some this morning already. I know. I mean, it's like uh, it's like it's it's crazy to think that. And again, it's like uh, you know, Colin Cow. Anybody that listens to Colin Coward understand there's a mission behind what he's doing. And the mission goes back to the agent for Russell Wilson. Okay, just understand that. That's what it comes down to. And so, where's the credibility in that? Because again, it's like right. uh, you know, Pete Carroll is still a very, very good coach, and uh, it's not going to change, and it shouldn't change. Uh, I mean, so they they can have an off season. I mean, teams have off seasons, and this looks like right now not a good season, and they're going to have to do a lot of work to try to fix this thing up. But again, the season's not over yet. It's only five weeks into the season. And one of your callers brought up a great suggestion of the Wade Phillips thing. I thought that was a great idea. I mean, those type of suggestions, bring in someone as Mm -hmm. a consultant, um, try to improve, but the roster – is is good as fast as young. I'm optimistic. I don't yeah. like as soon as you know, you know things hit the fan. How people just 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 throw in the towel and they just want to trade and blow up, blow the whole thing up. It's just unbelievable. I mean, why why is it? I know it's probably like this. I know it's like this in most in almost every city, but it seems like it's worse here. I mean, is it just because everybody's <laughs> spoiled by success? Yeah, well, I went to college in Arizona, and you have just a melting pot of people from all over the country down there. So I, I lived with Chicago Cubs fans back in the 90s, and I've mm-hmm. heard we should appreciate what we've got rather than dwell. Because, I mean, the playoffs, what, eight or nine years, a couple Super Bowls, the Mariners' number one farm system. People should be optimistic. And, and not, you, you have, you know, B, you have, you have B, BJ calling up. And he was great until the end when he went off and you know started talking about the negativity of Scott Service and Jerry Depoto and you know Pete Carroll and John Snyder and it's like BJ stop stop look at the trades that Jerry pulled look at the France and bringing in a leader like Crawford a guy's under contract on the cheap for the next years what they're building Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is, and I mean, it's I like think Vegas had the Mariners at seventy-three wins. They won ninety people. I know. I mean, do you think that most of the people in town recognize that? I know that uh, yeah, you know forty-four forty-four thousand did over the uh, last weekend of the season for each of the games. You know, they recognized it, but it's like uh, you know there seems yeah. to be so many people in town that don't recognize it. Yeah, and last thing, John, about the allergies. Fifteen years ago, my father and I bought an air cleaner, white noise, puts me to sleep every night. I had horrible allergies, bought it, no more allergies. An yeah. air cleaner, sucks in all the bad air, shoots out good air, best thing I've ever, ever, in my, I, I could sell the things. That's how much I've yeah, what, what, I what, what, what's what, what brand? Uh, you know, they're like 200 bucks. You can get them at Fred Meyer and stuff. It's just, and they're getting really sophisticated nowadays. But they, they put out a little bit of noise, but it sucks in the existing air, puts out the clean air, changed my whole life. Because, you know, we sleep for seven, eight hours. And that, that air you breathe, you know, mm-hmm. you wake up and you got allergies, it will knock you on your butt. And how, how, bad, how bad were your exactly allergies? what you're going through. Yeah, because I've never been through oh, this. No, so I had to take, I was uh, a young, I had, a, I had Allegra, Claritin, taking it daily, seasonal. Yeah. 
and it would knock me on my butt. And I played sports. And when you're, you know, playing sports and you got to run around and your energy level is low, it affects, you know, your whole life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's like a, it knocks you on your butt. And I mean, I spend I spend more time in bed now than I've ever spent. <laughs> That's great, John. And again, well, I'm, I'm we're, really but we're we're unfortunate. My and I both fought it. Yeah, yeah, we're unfortunate. Yeah, so I, 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 I work from home, so you know I have the ability to do that, and I have the ability to work from the bedroom. But it's like, uh, you know, it's like it's brutal because, uh, like, I mean, yesterday I was in bad shape. And again, it's uh, it's well, nothing. Well, interesting. You, you have yeah, you have to you have to clean these filters, and it's amazing what you breathe, why you sleep, all the particles and stuff. That's what's great about these things. They they get all that out, and they and they give you clean air to breathe mm-hmm. while you're sleeping. Gives you a little bit of white noise to knock you out, and it's it's just. I, I like I said I could sell them I believe in them and it's changed my life because I had the worst allergies when I was young yeah up until I bought this thing and it, and it absolutely changed my life it's 200 bucks you can google them they you know they're the dimensions are they fit anywhere John they're, they're not big they're not big are they I'll call you in a week and oh, what's that they're, they're not big are they as far as size no no dimension wise they're like two feet by two feet oh you know? that's good that's they're, good they're not yeah not at all Hey. Yeah, yeah, you can stick them in any corner. Well, I tell you what, I mean, you're so convincing. I may just do that. John, if, if you, I'm going to call you in a couple weeks, and if you don't, you and I are going to have a talk because it changed my life, John. I'm telling you, my father and I. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, thank you for the phone call. So, John, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, John. Have okay. a wonderful day. Feel better. All right. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Pat in Woodenville. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey, John. Thanks for the call, making the call. Um, on the road, driving down for a uh, Central Washington football game for some okay. Eastern football. They're playing Western Oregon today. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, on the Seahawks, I just want to, well, let me preface this. that I think for the last 10 years, we've, we've been the luckiest fan base. Yeah. Maybe our outside the Patriots, probably, just with our success level. And, and even farther back, the Holmgren years weren't all that bad either. So, yeah. but, but let me run an idea by you, or yeah. a thought. You can tell me I'm crazy. But, with, uh, you know, I miss Snyder back in the early days when he was, but he was creative and bringing in all the young talent and, and uh, building the team and getting the, the young players. I think he's been kind of handcuffed maybe a little bit with the, the the quarterback salary, you know, Wilson's salary, which he deserves. But, you know, it might be a market inefficiency. But would you – so here's the, here's the wild idea. My friends tell me crazy, call me crazy. But uh, um, let's let's trade Russell to the Jets, get our oh. back, and get two more, oh. two more number ones. And we take Zach did, Wilson. Did they, did they not? Got a rookie contract. No. Crazy. <laughs> okay. Come on. Be serious. Okay. I thought I needed new friends. No, so, you're okay. cra- no, pa- Pat. Crazy. I mean, I mean, why? Why does everybody bring up trading Russell Wilson? I mean, uh, you know, it, I mean, if you have a top quarterback, he's going to get paid. I mean, what? Uh, right. are, are, is Dallas going to you know not make the playoffs because of Dak Prescott making forty million a year? 
is uh, Josh Allen, is Buffalo Bills not going to make the playoffs because Josh is making $43 million a year. I mean, come on. Welcome to the National Football League. If you have a quarterback, he's good, he gets paid. And so now you want to trade him? Come on. All right, all right. R- 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 ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you judge things as time goes on. But it's like, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Is, is Zach Wilson going to be any good? Do we know that? I mean, all we know is that if you go into any draft and you take a first-round quarterback, uh, you know, 50% of them are going to fail. So which one of these quarterbacks uh, that were taken in the first round and, you know, of the five quarterbacks that were taken, which two or three are going to fail? Because they will. It's history. It's truth. Uh, well, I agree with that. Yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. Now, do we need an elite quarterback, though? I mean, we yeah. it seems like we do now. But, uh, but in those early years, Russell wasn't necessarily elite. It's, we had more balance there with, uh, with the salary cap and uh, a deeper team. Yeah, but uh, if you, it's like it's a quarterback-driven league. It's like, sure, you can get through with a decent quarterback, but you're not going to go to the Super Bowl. You'll never go to the Super Bowl. You know, main thing, and the main reason is that, uh, you know, it's the great quarterback. You go against a great quarterback if you make the playoffs. Right. I just see these rookie contracts, you know, look at golf and Garoppolo making Super Bowls. Not winning, though, but like Russ did. But, uh, uh, yeah, is it... uh, Market inefficiency, I think. It's a quarterback salary. Mm-hmm. Something to take advantage of. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll keep that point to myself. I won't tell any more friends. Thanks. No, no, that's it. Just, just remember, Pat, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I say that politely. I do. I, I, I take it that way. Okay. All right. Love your show. Thanks, Pat. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Rich in Monroe. Hey, Rich. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, you know, I really honestly thought we were going to win that game. I thought after watching Geno just march down 98 yards and score that touchdown, yeah. I go, he's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And it was just an unfortunate circumstance that that was a timed pass route, and he didn't see um, Lockett fall. And second note to that, it looked like that Lockett got hit in the face by the mm-hmm. defender and knocked him off balance. Right. Agreed. How come they didn't call a penalty on that? Uh, they made a mistake. They did. Okay. I was wondering, were you? Did you have a good perspective of that play? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was on the. I was on the field. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I was really bummed out. I really thought we were going to win. Mm-hmm. I thought Gina looked great. Like I heard you say earlier, hope he can keep it up. Um, you know, he's been in the league a long time. Right. So he's definitely got the experience, and he just looked calm and collective in there. I mean, he looked great. He really did. I mean, that's that's the great part about it. And uh, now it's just a matter of, you know, bouncing back and seeing what he can do because he's got, you know, three winnable type of games coming up, particularly with Pittsburgh being as bad as they are. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why we'll have to see if he can do enough but in the end, it's like it's a challenge. But hey, we'll follow how it goes. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. What, 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 so what did you like about Geno Smith? I, I thought, well, I was really nervous because I knew in, the, in preseason he threw an interception. 
but um, I, I like that he he had very good read of the field. Right. He knew when to run, <laughs> get out of the pocket and get some yards, and he just he just looked calm. It looked like he had a good feel of what was going on and the offense. Mm-hmm. And and remember the naysayers in town that are down on want to get rid of Pete Carroll and John Snyder and Russell Wilson and all that stuff. They were yeah. down on Geno Smith. So why don't they go out and get a better backup quarterback? Yeah, and just because you threw the interception, but a lot of people, you know, I played semi-pro ball for six years, so I know what a timed route looks like. Geno would not have thrown that ball yeah. if. If he didn't expect Lockett to be there, right? And Lockett's and always Lockett's all always they there. Interception. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I just shake my head at some of the naysayers in town. But again, there's so many, and in a, you come off with a loss, and they all rise up and attack. Exactly. Like all these people talking about trading Russell. I'm like, are you serious? That's like, oh, let's let's trade Tom Brady. It's like, no. Yeah, how, how, he's your star quarterback. <laughs> how, how'd that work out for the Patriots? Yeah, they won seven games. Yeah, ah, <clears throat> uh, just drives it's me so crazy. Funny. I know. Hey, Rich, thank you for the phone call. Yeah, thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton shows seven ten ESPN Seattle.